You can never plan for all of the unforeseen circumstances in business or weird client requests or changes in algorithms. Like, yes, obviously have a plan, obviously have, you know, your financials in order, you know, don't just quit your job before you're making any money, but like just start. Hi, I'm Christy Winfrey, and I'm so excited you're here with me today. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about the life you wish you had? Yeah, me too. Well, for many years, I felt stuck and I thought those dreams would only ever be just daydreams. Today, I now run a thriving six-figure virtual business that allows me to have the freedom to work and live from anywhere. I also teach others how to grow and operate a successful TC business of their very own. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and application, then this is the podcast for you. In here, we discuss business dreams, goals, and everything in between. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to today's show. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Faith Hannon, and she has such a um, just cool entrepreneurial spirit about her and uh, an interesting story. So welcome to the Faith. Uh, welcome to the show, Faith. Well, thanks so much, Christy. It's a pleasure to sit here and chat with you and just love on your audience a little bit, hopefully encourage them a little bit. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. So tell us a little bit about your story. I know you had told me, you know, from being, you know, as a child, you really had the entrepreneurial spirit about you. Oh my gosh. Yes. God bless my parents. So (laughs) honestly, even from a kid, like I've just always had ideas and I've always been just business ideas just popping up in my head. Some of them good, some of them not so good, but that's just something that's really innate about how I made. And I remember even like I had to have been like six or seven years old and I was sitting in my bedroom with an empty hair, with the hairspray bottle that I had refilled with water. And I was like, I was coming up with sales pitches for this magical potion that was going to fix all of your things. Just like the infomercial guy (laughs) back in the day who like sold all of the things I was selling something so magical in this hairspray bottle. And then, gosh, I was probably right around that seven, five, six, seven years old, I decided, you know, let's do a lemonade stand. Except I wasn't thinking I lived in the country down a road that had like people are driving like 50 or 60 miles an hour. Oh gosh. So I go out there like in right. my grandma's front, my in front of my grandma's house, setting up a lemonade stand with my sign that says ice cold lemonade. And I had two people stop, one of whom was my dad on his way home. And he's like, Hey, where's the ice? And I was like, Oh crap. I forgot the ice part of the ice cold lemonade. So I go running back inside to get ice, to put in my ice cold lemonade. And so I just always wanted to be doing something and I can't explain why, but I have. And so it's just something that, you know, whether I was selling lemonade or imagining things that I could do with this magical hairspray potion or, you know, starting several side business, side businesses along the way. I've just always loved business and marketing. Do you remember like what the very first thing idea that you had as a kid, like, was there anything that did you watch something that kind of triggered it? You know what I mean? Not that I can remember. Not honestly, and I didn't grow up in a family of entrepreneurs. So that's even, I don't know, more confusing to me. Like I grew up in a family of like teachers and construction workers and city workers and like normal jobs, you know, 
I guess probably the most entrepreneurial thing that my family did is I grew up in a rodeo family. So I rodeoed repetitively growing Mm -hmm. up. And I mean, it's not, (laughs) it's definitely more of a money suck than a money make for the most Mm -hmm. part, but just, just the idea that you have a God-given gift and yeah. something that you're good at and something that you enjoy doing that you can go do something with. And so even if, you know, that was a little bit risky and a little bit scary, I was encouraged to do that as long as I had some kind of a safety net. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. And I'm sure like rodeo, uh, you probably also need a safety net for in case you get hurt as well. But mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about, you said you had like started some side businesses. What were some of the things that you've done in the past? So I probably started cleaning houses in middle school and then through high school. And then again, when I went to Bible school, Bible college. So I, I was super active in school and had like played sports and did drama and music and rodeo. And so I was like, I don't have time to go work at McDonald's for $5 an hour. But I had learned this the skill of cleaning a house from my grandma who used to clean houses. And she taught me how to like, you know, do it in a way that makes people happy, not just like your mom not yell at you. And so I was just, I overheard somebody talking about their messy house one day, one of my teachers. And I was like, hey, I can clean a house. I'll clean your house for you. And so that just started it, started it up. And so that was a really cool way to be able to make some good money quickly because I just got paid by the job. And so if I busted my butt and, you know, clean this entire house really well in two hours, I made 40 bucks, which, you know, 40 bucks for two hours when you're 15, you know, that's a lot of money for a 15 year old. Like it's a pretty good deal, you know? So I think I just really was like, Hey, I can work my butt off and work really hard and work for myself and make way better money per hour than I could, you know, working a little minimum wage job. Right. Um, I think that's so cool that you had like that revelation at a younger age uh, because you're right. The minimum wage, I think back whenever I first started working was like 515 an hour, Mm -hmm. at least here in Texas. I mean, that's nothing nowadays. Mm -hmm. What are some other things that you've, you've done and that kind of got that, that entrepreneurial spirit? So I did, I didn't really do much entrepreneurial stuff in college. I had like a little like bit job working for the school and I got paid to do my homework. So that was cool. (laughs) But then again, in Bible college, I picked up cleaning and cleaned offices and, and houses. And then out of, out of Bible college, I'd worked for the city and I was like, I'm so bored. And so I just started reading all of the business books. I have, I have a business degree with an emphasis in marketing and I've just always, my brain has gone that way. And so I tried the influencer thing for a little bit. I made and sold headbands to pay for my rodeo. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 it paid for my rodeo. That's what it did. <laughs> I mean, that's so pretty cool. It's like definitely thinking outside the box. Yeah. I mean, it, and it was, and I've had, we raised and sold miniature Australian shepherds for a while. We had a couple of um, females. And so that was really fun. And just, learning how to run a business, learning how to market, learning how to sell, learning how to serve people. And then I got started blogging and then writing content for other entrepreneurs. And then I got into copywriting. And what I do now is SEO, SEO consulting and copywriting, and just the marriage of SEO things to make the Google gnomes happy and copywriting techniques that really speak to your ideal client. And so 
that's kind of where I've evolved. And it's just been really fun to see the, I mean, really the Lord's hand in that journey and, okay, you're going to learn this skill and this skill and this skill. And sometimes I'm like, I have no idea why I want to learn this, but I want to learn this. And so it's just been, it's been a lot of fun to step out and take those risks and see, okay, well, that didn't work, but that did. Let's learn from it. Right, right. I think that's really cool. And just like you said, it's when you get that nudging to uh, learn another skill, Mm -hmm. then it's just, it's just making you better. And I think those mistakes, I mean, I don't really ever feel like it's necessarily a mistake unless it's, you don't get back up from it. Right. But, but going down that other path, you know, leads to learning new, new skills Mm -hmm. and all the things that you did in the past. I mean, like you said, you're learning how to serve people, market, et cetera. Well, and, and two, like, you know, you can have all the book knowledge in the world, but until you jump in and do it, like you're just not learning quite as well. That's and I true. was, I was in a Facebook group. I'm still in a Facebook group and somebody posted like, okay, I've been working on it for four years and I'm finally going to launch my business. And I'm like, good gravy. Like all the things you could have learned in four years, starting imperfectly, just jump right. in and do the dang thing. Like it's, right. it's going to be messy regardless of how well you plan. Right. You can never plan for all of the unforeseen circumstances in business or weird client requests or changes in algorithms. Like, yes, obviously have a plan, obviously have, you know, your financials in order, you know, don't just quit your job before you're making any money, but like just start. Mm, That's so good. So true. It's what do they say? Imperfect action, like beats perfect, something Mm -hmm. like perfect action every time or Mm -hmm. just get moving. Yeah. So what does it look like for you now with your SEO and consulting? Are you working with like individual clients and with the copywriting, are you like writing emails for them or how does so that So specifically website copy for the most part. And so then building their people, pages. Yeah. Web, okay. Website to get traffic to your website okay. and or, organically from search engines and then to convert that traffic because the verbiage on your website is so important to speaking to your ideal client. Like you can have all the traffic in the world, but if the actual verbiage on your website is crap, nobody's going to buy from you, you know? Right. And so it's this bl- the blending of art and science so that you attract, attract your ideal customer once they get to your website, but also please search engines like Google with their ever-changing algorithm and their helpful content update and all the other updates that they throw out. Right. I would imagine that is a full-time job, just learning and staying on top of how they change things and the algorithms. Yeah, it is. It is. And so right now I work with, I work with like one-on-one clients, like doing their website copy for them. And then I have an education side and then I have a content side and then I have, you know, my own stuff that I have to churn out. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you end up getting into this side of being a freelancer in the, in this way or starting this business. And how did you go about learning that? So I actually, um, speaking of messy action, I was all ready to start a business and call myself a starter strategist because I'll just jump out of the airplane and build my parachute on the way down, like, mm-hmm. and push you out with me. And like, you're going and we're going to have a grand old time and we're going to get there. But then in the process of like figuring out how do I communicate this? I'm like, I'm literally making something up. And then I'm going to try to convince people that they need this thing that I've made up. Like, 
man, because I don't want to really, I don't really want to be a business coach and like help people get their business licenses, like start up a business. That's not what I want to do. So um, I did some trading to get my branding done by a really amazing branding designer. And I wrote her website copy. I've just always had a way with words. And so I wrote her website copy. She did my branding. And I remember looking at my husband saying, I could do this. Like, this is actually really fun for me to get inside somebody else's head and figure out the best way to say what they're great at. And so I started just picking up clients with freelance writing. And then as I started digging into SEO, because I realized, oh, I have a really beautiful website with really great copy, but I'm not getting traffic. And it was because my SEO was poop. Gotcha. And so I started just experimenting with my own website and then with clients' websites and figuring out little hacks that worked and then figured out a way to make it make sense for normal human brains. <laughs> and so it's just been this, you know, people ask me questions now and I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm going to go figure it out and put it into normal human language and then make it make sense and make it work. So That's it's just, awesome. it's just been an evolution of trying to help. SEO work for normal people, basically. Right. Yeah. Because uh, I I understand SEO, but as far as like how it works, mm-hmm. I really don't have a clue. It's something I would like to understand better. And you said that you have an education p- piece to your business too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, tell us a little bit about that. So I have a podcast where I share a ton of stuff. I just pour my heart out, pour tons of helpful content out. It's called Simple SEO and Marketing. Fix and hit 50,000 downloads. And I'm super excited about nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, been in, in it for a little over a year. And then I have a course called the organic marketing framework. And then I also have like a consulting, like one hour, you can buy one hour of consulting and we'll dig in and do your keyword research. I'll figure out the best keywords for you and your business because it's not a one size fits all thing. And I've figured out how to find the best keywords for your size business and Sally's size business and where to put them and how to place them. And we can get a lot done in an hour. So that's basically how the education side works. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I just, because you seem like you've always got like wheels turning. Do you mm-hmm. have any things that anything that you would like to share that you're planning on adding into the business? Oh gosh. So I always have wheels turning, right? It's just a matter of how many... <laughs> how many things can I do well? Yeah. That and, makes sense. and I really want, like, one of my goals is to have a very simplistic mm-hmm. business and a simplistic, you know, offer suite so that I'm not spending my time marketing 87 different things. Like, right. you know, you can come to me for these three things. So I, I've got things that I'm kicking around as far as like anything else. It's like, for sure, for sure in the works. No, but I'll probably text my husband at least twice a week like, hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? So, <laughs> but it's all going to be like in the same stream because it's kind of, I think I found my sweet spot there. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to uh, to find your niche, right? And then to, to work within that area. So um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think sometimes you, everybody wants to say, go, you know, the niches are, the riches are in the niches. And I, I get that, but sometimes you find out what you're good at by figuring out what you're not good at. That's a good point. And it's really easy to be like, oh, I'm going to be like this super specialized consultant for 
moms with three and a half children who are under the age of five and they all have red hair. And I'm like, okay, but do those niche things actually impact the performance of your product? And so, yes, you know, you need to have a niche, but at the same time, like a lot of my clientele, like they are, I I don't have like one set, like, oh, all of my clients run a boutique with, you know, $2.5 million in revenue. And like, it's not that I think in a lot of ways we can overcomplicate a niche because a lot of my clients, they're attracted to me because of me, because I'm the face of the brand. And because I say things like poop and golly gee willikers and I Southern slips out sometimes and I'm like, dang it. (laughs) You know? And so sometimes your niche is going to be, yes. I mean, I'm not marketing SEO and Instagram and Facebook content, you know, how to win at all those things. But sometimes your niche has a little bit more to do with you, yeah. you know, and not just this super specific target market. I like that. I think that feels um, more natural too mm-hmm. sometimes because sometimes it's, I, sometimes it is hard to, to, is it niche or niche down your, I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know how to, Nobody what knows. the right word is, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really, sometimes it's hard to actually get that specific. Yeah. Especially depending on the industry you're in. Yeah. And then you turn somebody away because you're like, oh, you don't wear purple shirts. My ideal client avatar wears purple shirts. I'm like, who cares what they wear and where they shop? Like, what are their needs? Like speak to their needs. Right. Right. And that kind of be, God, that right there could be its own niches. Like Mm -hmm. your, what are their needs? Do they fit in that, that category? If if not, then maybe that isn't your client, your ideal Mm -hmm. client. So how did you go about, you know, whenever you first started the business, how did you go about um, getting clients? Um, I think I first found some clients in a Facebook group. Somebody was posting, asking for help with, I mean, I, she was asking for help with writing blogs and English wasn't her first language, but she was a super savvy businesswoman, And so she just needed me to make her words, her, her ideas sound good in English. Um, and so we started, we started there and I had written for, I'd written blogged for myself and then I did some blog, some tradie work for that branding, for that branding deal. And so I just, honestly, I started mostly just like commenting on Facebook and Facebook posts. Like when somebody was asking, I would, I would go there. I, I think I signed up to work, do work on Fiverr but I don't, I don't think I ever got any clients there. I was like, this is dumb. I'm not, I'm not going to compete with people who are like writing an entire blog for $5. No, thank you. Right. Kind of what Fiverr and Upwork felt like. And Uh so I was more, you know, like let's engage on Facebook and, and just do that. And then I'd kind of built up my own brand just because I'm a dork and I don't mind being a dork on, on camera. And so uh, when I started talking about just offering tips there, like people came to me that way too. And then now, I mean, now that I know SEO and I can, you know, utilize SEO in my own content, I get clients from my website and they get clients from my podcast and referrals. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I I think you hit on a, a really good point. So you said like you, you'll get on video and you'll provide content how, how valuable has that been to you and how necessary do you feel like it is for business owners to do things like that? Well, so actually now I don't do any video. I am completely, yeah, I just started off with building a little bit of a brand, but I haven't posted on Instagram in over seven months. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't a good fit for the life that I want to have and being really present as a mom of little kids. And so started off as a fast in January, um, church fat, church-wide fast. I was like, well, it's not my, it's not my diet that's holding me back. Probably, probably Instagram. So I just deleted it off my phone. And I mean, I check it occasionally, but I literally haven't posted since January and I released a course and never posted about it. And like, and it's done great. So I just have kind of revamped my, my marketing strategy to be that which fits around the life that I want to lead. Um, I'm that. not scared to be on video. Like yeah. I have zero qualms about looking like a goofball, but it just didn't fit to, to be successful on that platform. Didn't fit the life that I want to lead. I love that. And I think that's really important because I think there's so many people who feel like, well, in order to be successful, I have to be posting on social media and I, you know, Mm -hmm. I have to be putting myself out there and it doesn't always fit everybody. Not everybody's always comfortable sharing everything about their life. So how have, how have you, how did you go about launching that course and being successful without utilizing social media? So my email list is really crucial. My podcast is really crucial. And then my blog and my website strategy. Okay. And I've, got, I've really nurtured my email list over the years. And I have like, a, I have almost a 60% open rate, like 57. Wow, that's really great. Yeah, really consistently. Yeah. And so, you know, I've just loved on, just my heart has been to love on my email list. And so when I present an offer, like say, hey, this might be a good fit for you. It's really authentic. <laughs> And they don't feel like, hopefully they don't feel like it's super sleazy and, you know, I get sales that way. And then for my podcast. That's great. And how, how are you building the email list? I've got a really great freebie that I created out of, well, I have several, but probably my best performing one is an SEO cheat sheet that I just created out of a need, pure need for myself, because I was doing some client work one day and the very last thing I put off till the end of this project because I was not looking forward to doing it. And I had to set up her Google analytics for, and like do a bunch of more sophisticated stuff. And I spent like two, I think it was like, is either two or four hours just watching content, reading content, going through a paid course, trying to get a simple definition of a term that worked for my brain because nobody wants to use normal people words. And so I started on this whiteboard. Okay, when they say this, this is what it means. When they say this, this is what it means. And so I was like, well, I could just share this spreadsheet with people. And so that's been my my freebie that's done really well. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, for the people who are not like tech geniuses, it's those are the things that we need for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. I So you said that you're pretty much like only working like 15 to 20 hours a week. How do you get everything done in that short amount of time? Well, I'm really selective about what I take on for starters. And I, you know, you get better the more you do something. And so I'm pretty fast at what I do. And I've learned how to set up a workflow and manage a workflow and set up systems from somebody who is really good at that because I'm not. And I've figured out how to do that in a way that works with my brain. And so when I sit down to work, I know exactly what I need to do and exactly how it needs to get done. And I know what's moving the needle forward and what's not. And like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not spending time on that. You know, I, I, I have two, I currently have two interns that 
or helping me. And then I have one assistant and she helps me write for for clients and she does some virtual assistant work and that's it. And, um, you know, I have two young kids and so I want to be a mom. I'm going to be their mom first, you know, and I love business and I love working in my business and on my business. And I love helping my clients, but I don't want that to be all consuming. And so I have some pretty hard and fast boundaries on my time. And, you know, it's, it's served me well. It served mm-hmm. me and my family well. That's great. So many of the women I've been talking to that that has been a driving factor of why they've started their businesses. And, and, and a lot of them do work less than 40 hours a week, uh, which is super encouraging, you know, that you can still have a, a great growing business and not be behind, not be tied behind the desk mm-hmm. all day. Now, since you, since you're not like full 40 hours a week, how do you manage that with your clients? Because do you, do you get clients who are trying, who want you to work outside the hours that you've like designated for that day? No, I mean, I have a pretty set, like we'll meet during these hours and it's, it's more like with copywriting, um, especially it's like, or content writing, I'm doing a lot of the legwork, you know, I'm scheduling meetings with clients, I'm scheduling interviews. And so I schedule that around what I want to do. And I'm more on the visionary managing end of things. I'm not just like, they're not telling me what to do. They basically handed me the ship and are like, please make it sale. And so I've got the strategy and the implementation on my shoulders. And so, you know, my assistant, she works late at night after her kids are in bed, mm-hmm. and, which is great. Like rock on baby. And I work during the day cause I like to sleep at night. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's really great. Great. And that's ideal, especially I would imagine being a mom, then you really truly do get to schedule that time. And like when your kids come home from school, you oh, and could, we homeschool. Huh? Oh, oh, <laughs> throw another yeah, wrench, in, like a twist in there. Yeah. yeah, but that, but this, but the business that you've created has allowed you to do that, which is amazing. How old are your kids? Uh, six and three. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. And I do have help. I have help two days a week, so I have about ten to twelve hours a week of help. And then I work during nap times. And then sometimes when they're, you know, playing really good and they're off doing who knows what inventions and, you know, coming up with who knows what stories, you know, and acting it out and just being super imaginative, you know, I'll like answer some emails or like fire off a quick blog or something like that. And so as they're getting bigger, it's a little bit easier to like work in the cracks and be like, okay, mama needs to work for like 30 minutes, go play. And and so that's, that's helpful. Right. But you still have to be like super intentional with your time. And, um, and so do you do, do you do a lot of like time blocking or task batching, like working on the same type of work at the same time? I try to, it really helps, especially with client work because like, I'm just, I'm opening up the doors to the public for VIP days for copywriting because I love getting into the client's head, hashing out everything and like really fully immersing my brain in their business, you know? So I'm not like hopping back and forth from task, from task to task. And so I do, I do batch tasks a lot as much as I can, but I'm also not like, I'm not six months ahead on my content by any means. Right. I have found that is, that is pretty hard. It's, you know, in a perfect world, if you could get six months ahead, but, uh, you know, nothing's perfect. So yeah. Yeah. 
would you have any, like, what are some tips that you have for moms who want to run their own business? Um, and also like be a full-time mom and a full-time business owner and still really shine in both areas. So honestly, I would say don't try to do both at the same time because I am really crabby (laughs) if I'm trying to answer an email and a question about dinosaurs at the same time, Yeah, you know? And so I just, I'm, I block time off. And that for me is one of the reasons why I was like, I can't do social media. Mm. It's just, it cannot be part of my strategy, you know, or an integral part of my strategy. And so that's why it's like, okay, I have these work hours. These are set work hours. I know what I'm doing when I sit down to work. And then when I'm with the kids, I want to be with the kids. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not trying to do both at the same time. Like I, I don't know if it's my personality or I'm just like so big, like, so go big or go home, you know, and what I'm doing, but I don't split focus between work tasks and, you know, mama, mama, I need this very well right. in a way that allows me to respond kindly. You know, right. I want to be patient and kind with my kids. Um, I want them to see that I'm working and that I work hard, you know, but you know, there are days that I'm like, okay, I'm going to put on a veggie tails. I have 30 minutes until Bob and Larry are done. And then, (laughs) then I have to be done. And so, you know, you you choose your tasks pretty selectively then. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm sure you, you're like so focused during that 30 minutes, you probably get more accomplished than if you did, you know, uh, there's a saying all work expands to the time allowed. And Um, I truly believe that whenever I'm super, super busy, I get so much more done during the day. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. For kind of circling back with the social media thing, just in case any of my audience was interested in maybe adding social media to their, their business, does, are you not able to be as selective with your time whenever you're doing social media content for people? So... So I guess that maybe goes back to like niching. So my content creation clients that I'm writing blogs for and then posting content, I have one client that I will, that I do their social media for them because I love them and the company is run owned by an 80 year old man. So I'm like, okay, I can do this for you. Right. (laughs) My assistant does most of it and we batch create it and we repurpose that blog into three to five Facebook posts, you know, and that's just. That's what they're doing. But mm-hmm. uh, to me, it's like, why would I want to build my house, my online house, my business mm-hmm. on a platform that I don't own? I don't yeah. own Instagram. Yeah. I don't own Facebook. I don't own TikTok or threads or whatever in the hell, whatever in the heck is new in the next five minutes. Like right. I don't own any of that. I own my website. I own my email list and I own my podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put my time and effort into those things that I own Right. And then repurpose strategically if I care. Right. Okay. Okay. Just curious about that Mm -hmm. because I've, I've talked to several people who maybe started out with social media management and then they slowly started moving away from that and now they're doing other things. So it's just curious. Yeah. And one of my best friends has done, I mean, she's done phenomenal on Instagram. She has a hundred thousand followers and, you know, has just done really well with that and power to her. Like, I'm cheering her on all the way, you know, but right. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I, you got to do what you love, right? Especially when you spend so much time doing it and yeah. yeah. And I think the whole, one of the big reasons that 
most of us start a business is because we want to create that life by design and not become a slave to our business either. Yeah. And I want my kids to see their mom working hard at something that she cares about and using, you know, I want them to see me using my gifts to help other people and to bless other people. And so if I can, you know, have time that they know I'm working, but then I can sit down with them after my work block is done and say, Hey, guess who your mama got to help today. And this is their mission. And this is what, who they're helping. And I got to take part in helping them, you know, fulfill their God author destiny and help the people that they're called to help using my gifts, because I want them to be, whether they go into business or not, you know, I want them to understand that they have gifts that they have been given to use to serve other people. Yes. I hundred percent believe that. Every, every one of us have, have very, we're all uniquely made, right? Like there's not a single person on this planet that is just like us. And mm-hmm. we all have our own special talents. Mm-hmm. So if, what is one piece of advice you would give to somebody who wants to pursue their daydreams or wants to pursue, you know, those dreams? I've just start like, what are you going to do? Fail? I mean, you never know until you try and right. failure is not final. So you know what? You po- you post something with a typo. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Nobody's going to remember that in five years. Right. You know, or yeah. even five minutes because they don't remember anything that they see anyway, you know? Right. And so, but what you, you may, you may be scared starting, but you're never going to be not scared. So just do it anyway. Learn in the process and you're just going to get better and better and better and better. I mean, don't quit your job before you're making money, right. you know, sustainable money, but there's so much that you can do as a side hustle and you're right. never going to learn until you start. Yeah. Yeah. Love that advice. It's, it's so true. I, I, I mean, I shared on the, on the podcast that I had had the dream of this podcast for probably a year and, mm-hmm. um, you know, life got busy and other things came up, but it was also a little bit of me being a little scared of mm-hmm. just the, um, the technology and the recording and the editing and all that stuff. But once I finally started doing it, I'm like, this is fun and it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've made mistakes. I've said words on the, <laughs> on the podcast. I'm like, that's not a word, Yeah, but you know, you just roll with it. Yeah. So and really everything's hard until it's not, Yeah, you know, I look back at how long it used to take me to write one blog and I'm like, oh my gosh. And now I can turn one out that's way better and gets found in like a quarter of the time. You know, it's just everything gets easier. Yeah, definitely agree. Absolutely. What is one book or podcast that's been influential in your life? Oh, man, I love books. Why do I have to pick one? So maybe I really love John Acuff. I really love all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. One, because he's hilarious. Like he could read a phone book and make me laugh. <laughs> Two, yeah. because he's just a gutsy sucker. And he'll uh-huh. just like get out there and be like, all right, let's just do the thing. And here are five steps to imperfectly reach your goals. And I love I love all of his books that I've ever read. Probably though, I would have to say Building a Story Brand. Okay. By Donald Miller is one that I go back to again and again and again because I love being able to communicate clearly with people, mm-hmm. but to do, to just be reminded of how to do that in a way that connects with people and converts, you know, and his book, Building right. a Sport Brand is just hands down the best book I've ever read about your messaging strategy Okay, in a way that just cuts to the heart of the matter. Gotcha. Okay. I am, I think I'm pretty sure I have that book downloaded on Audible and I just not, I've either started it, I have not finished it or 
or it's on my wish list. I can't remember which one because I've I keep asking these questions, right? And my list gets longer and longer and longer as far as all the books I want to read. But I've heard really good things about it. Good. And lastly, how can people find you? So my website is faithhannon.com. Um, and you can find links to all the things, courses, coaching, and copywriting on there. And my podcast is really the best way to just plug in and learn and subscribe. And it's called Simple SEO and Marketing with Faith Hannon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I know everybody found a lot of value in that. Well, good. Well, thank you so much, Christy. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd be so kind and leave me a quick review, I would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Christy Winfrey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that follow button. And until next time, keep chasing those dreams, my friend. Remember, you are worth it. Thank you.